Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Are we ready to get into the Word this morning? Okay, we're going to start, um, we're starting a new series on dreams and visions. And um, I believe that it's, it's very important that we study this. I trust that God is going to use it to really help every one of us. Amen. Amen. Can everyone hear me? Those of you at the back, can you hear me clearly? Can you hear me clearly? Alright, praise God. Alright, let's pray. Let's get into the word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding, signs, wonders and miracles will take place at the teaching of your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Can I get a good amen? Amen. Alright, so I want to start this series on dreams and visions. And uh, I'm starting this series for two reasons. First of all, because I'm led of the Lord to do that. But secondly, I realize that... um, Let me say it in a proper way so you understand where my heart is coming from. The body of Christ has a way of sometimes taking things that can be very important for the development of Christianity and making it so devil and enemy conscious that over time when we think of those things, the first thing that comes to our mind is the devil. So, for instance, when we talk about dreams, the, the, the thing that just comes to your mind is, you know, somebody dreamt and he was at, you know, and all of that. So, you realize that we've taken that tool and um, almost handed it over to Satan. We've almost just given dreams to Satan. Oh, this one ate in the dream. This one happened. That one, they flogged him in the dream. That one happened. So, over time, we almost associate dreams with Satan. Now, as we go on, it's a three-part series. I want you to, to follow me. As we go on, you realize that Satan can be the source of dreams, but you actually do not have anywhere in Scripture where Satan gave someone dreams. Which is interesting. Which is interesting. Alright? So, I I just want to provide a bit of clarity. It's an exhaustive subject. So, I want to provide a bit of clarity to help you going forward. And then, um, I'll see how much time we have on the third Sunday. So, if you have a recurring dream. I'm not going to interpret everybody's dream. But if you have a dream that you've been having and having. You know those dreams that reoccur. Four, five, six, seven times. If you have that kind of dream. You can send it to the office. I'd like to do some practicals with certain dreams interpretation just to help you, show you how dreams are interpreted. But first of all, for those who are listening to me, this is only for members of our local church. All right. So let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 14. And if your dream is not picked, don't, don't get offended. Just in case. 
Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. The Bible says, For all who are led... Now, if you read the King James Version, pay attention. If you read the King James Version, it says for those who are... Give me the King James Version. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, in the Greek... That word is a continuous term. So actually, uh, it's not just about you were led at a particular time of your life. So the, the current, the correct rendering of this verse is what the New American Standard Bible used. So use the NASB. Let me show you there. It says, for all who have been led, are you following that now? So it's a continuous thing. The leading of the Holy Spirit is continuous. You're, constant, you're consistently being led. It says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So, it tells us one of the qualifications, and pay close attention here, one of the qualifications that you're a son of God is that you're led by God. Not by a prophet. You're led by God. Why? Because if you study Romans chapter 8 very carefully, he talks about the fact that, he, that God had given us the Holy Spirit. And so through the Holy Spirit, God provides guidance to us. Now, let me backtrack to say this. Um, especially within certain circles of the body of Christ, they do not really feel God leads people to dreams in the New Testament because of this verse. Because the Bible talks about us being led by the Spirit of God and so the greater emphasis of leadership is placed on the inward witness, which is very correct. Which is very correct. But that does not remove the fact that God still uses dreams. Because I'm going to show you in the New Testament, even after the Holy Spirit has been poured forth, God still gave people dreams. Right? Then I'm going to explain to you what's the, uh, the difference between dreams, visions, and trances. Alright? So, because those are the two words. But most times in scriptures, you will see dreams and visions. Okay. So, what I want you to pick from this verse is, the primary way God leads us is by the Spirit of God on the inside of, God, of us, number one. Number two... God is committed to guiding us. So, God is committed to directing His children. This is very important. Don't miss it. God does not enjoy your life being in confusion. God wants you guided. Understand that God wants you guided. Everybody say, God wants me guided. That's important. Now, if you go to Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 21, go, come with me to Isaiah 30, 21. Isaiah 30, 21. Isaiah 30, 21. It says, Your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left, so God, again, assures us of guidance. 
God assures us of guidance. Listen to me. God wants to guide you. God doesn't want for you as a child of God to come to church on a Sunday morning before you know what's going to happen in your life. God is committed to guiding you. That's why on Wednesdays I'll be teaching on prophets and prophecies. So I want these two series to go hand in hand so that you can uh, get the balance. So every Wednesday for the next three Wednesdays we'll be talking about prophets and prophecies while on Sunday we'll be talking about dreams and visions. So we know that God wants to guide us. Now, how does God want to guide us? First of all, through the inward witness, the Holy Spirit on our inside. Okay? Now, one of the things you must know in the Bible is that there was a big difference between the Old and the New Testament. So, the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was not in them. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. So, God used dreams a lot in the Old Testament. But now, we have the Holy Spirit. But the fact that we have the Holy Spirit does not mean that God withdrew dreams. It's still there, but that dream must be based on the fact that you now have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Are we clear on that? Say amen. Just want to be sure you're following. So, ignorance has made us largely leave some things to the kingdom of darkness. A place where believers are now scared of their dreams. Because people have not been properly brought into the knowledge of the word regarding dreams. Now, in Acts chapter 2 verse 17. Acts 2 17. Remember, this was a prophecy of Joel on the day of Pentecost. So, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and fell down. So, if the Holy Spirit had come on the day of Pentecost, do we say that uh, that's still the Old Testament? Are you here or you're going home? Okay. Do we say the book of Acts is the Old Testament? No. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, who is the one who activated the New Testament, had been poured out. Are we correct on that? Alright. So, Acts 2.17, the Bible says, And it shall be in the last days. Go to verse 15. For these men are not drunk as you suppose, for it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. So, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, Peter confirmed it was what Joel received. So he is confirming it that what Joel received is what's happening now. So he said, <laughs> he says, and it shall be in the last days, the day they were in. God says, this was God speaking, I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall do what? You need to follow me. You're going to talk a lot in this one. Because I want you to follow. Your sons and your daughters shall do what? Prophesy. But who is doing all the prophecy in church today? Are our sons and daughters prophesying? We'll talk about that one another day. What shall your young men see? What shall your young men see? And what shall your old men do? <laughs> so if you are dreaming, we can tell your age. I'm just saying. But you see, listen here. You see that the Bible here speaks of the fact that every category of human being would have the ability to be directed. Your sons will prophesy. 
Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. So we find out in Acts chapter 2 verse 17, there's a separation between dreams and visions. Now, I want us to read it from the Amplified Version. From the Amplified Version, Acts 2 17. From the Amplified Version, Acts 2 17. It says, And it shall come to pass, sorry, and it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares, that I'll pour out of my spirit upon all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Now, it defines what prophecy is. It says, telling forth the divine counsel. So, prophecy is not, and we'll talk about this on Wednesday. Prophecy is not, I see, I see, I see, I see. Do you know any genet? That's not just prophecy. Prophecy is that. In fact, pay attention here. The first person that was called a prophet in the Bible was Abraham. The law first mentioned in biblical interpretation. The first person that God referred to as a prophet was Abraham. Why did God call Abraham a prophet? Or why did the scriptures refer to Abraham as a prophet? Because God had shown Abraham... Uh, in a vision that his children were going to be in captivity for 400 years. Divine counsel. So he knew what was going to happen. He didn't need a church setting for that. You see, one of the things that we haven't done so properly in the body of Christ is that we haven't really empowered the saints in their walk with God. So we took dreams from them, we took prophecy from them, we took everything from the believer. So the average believer, he cannot do anything except someone guides them. Even in the Old Testament, these guys had clarity of dreams and visions. Are you following this now? Somebody say amen. Alright. Now, it says, verse 17, it says, and your young men shall see visions. So it says, divinely granted appearances. And your old men shall dream divinely suggested dreams. So I want you to note this, that the visions and the dreams um, are, come from the realm of the spirits. Of course, I'm going to talk about the sources of dream and the purposes of dreams. So just follow me, alright? Now, Joel and Peter mentioned dreams as one of the manifestations of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit along with prophecy and visions. So we are good with prophecy, but we don't, we don't talk so much about visions, and we don't talk so much about dreams. And the truth of the matter is, uh, we leave dreams, we leave prophecy and visions to pastors, and we just throw away our dreams. And uh, I remember one time, I was traveling, and, and we had this guy who was selling these uh, booklets by the boss. So, so he came, and... Uh, Sold one acidic prayer points, thunder prayer points book. <laughs> Sold one dreams and interpretation of dreams uh, booklets. Small stuff. 200 naira, 100 naira way back then. Just, just small stuff. And so uh, I bought it. I just wanted, I was interested. Not in the, the acidic prayers. Uh, the dreams. And I, and, I, and I went through it. it, it uh, sorry to use the word. It was absolute, absolute. It was just trash. You couldn't read that book. And never have a good dream in your life. You couldn't read it. Everything had a negative meaning. Everything had a negative meaning. And I'll show you from scriptures that dreams are spiritually coded languages. Something happened of recent, and um, and um, 
Pastor Mary was in the house and, and she just, you know, she just let out a scream. And, and she was telling me, my mind just went back. We had this dream a couple of months ago. Now, I will go there. Let me not get ahead of myself. There are, there are different kinds of dreamers. Let me just say it now. Now that it's coming to my spirit. There are different kinds of dreamers. Okay? We'll come back to my notes. There are heavy dreamers. Huh? There are... <laughs> the Joseph, the dreamer kind of people. They dream. Alright? There are people who are mild dreamers. Uh, and then we are the last category. Dream is the last way God talks to me. Alright? So dream is final bus stop for me. Usually more of my inward witness and all of that. So there are also people who, and I'll show you from scriptures, you don't need to be born again to even actually have dreams. And I'll show you from scriptures how people who were not even Christians had dreams. So you even know some people who are not born again, their dreams always come to pass. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Alright. And I'll show you what that points to. Now, in the King James Version, if you use the King James Version, the word dream appears 74 times. The word dreamed, ED, appears 20 times. The word dreamer appears 4 times. The word dreamers, plus S, appears twice. The word dreamet appears twice. The word dreams appears 21 times. There is an abundance of dreams in the scriptures. Alright, so the word dream is shalom in, in the Hebrew, C-H-A-L-O-M. It appears 87 times in the Old Testament and 8 times in the New Testament. Vision appears 86 times in the Old Testament and 17 times in the New Testament. So, actually, the difference between dreams and vision is just one. Um, one is 86, one is 87. Most times when you see dreams, you will see visions. And, and, and some of you have visions. It's just that you don't know that you had vision. So you still call it dream. Okay? So let me give you a very simple difference between a vision and a dream. Uh, and when we read scriptures, you will see it. Uh, a dream, 100% of the time occurs while you're sleeping. But a vision, sometimes your mind is active. So, uh, certain times, I don't know, well, I'm sure most of you have experienced it once in a while. It's not as if you slept. It's just as if you took a nap and bam, in like 10 minutes or 5 minutes, a whole stuff has just appeared in front of you. You just saw something. How many of you have experienced something like that? That's a vision. Your, your, your body is awake. It's not like, you, you know, uh, um, um, for you to dream, you need to lie down, say good night, cover yourself, and then you now start the dream. Some of you, your dreams are very long. It starts around 8 o'clock. It will end... In fact, when they wake you, you were just about to enter the second half of the dream. Those ones are dreams. But a vision can even happen with your eyes open. How many of you have experienced that? You were not, you, you, maybe someone was talking to you and you just saw, for instance, let me use, because most times because of the way we've been taught, negative things are easier to relate with. And you just saw like someone had an accident. And the person was talking to you, your eyes were open. How many of you have had that experience? That's a vision. So in visions, your mind is awake. Are you following this? Your mind is awake. Your eyes can be awake. Sometimes when you have a vision, it impacts on your physical body. Some dreams are very terrific. They impact on your physical body. Sometimes a vision can happen in such a way that people around you can see the effect of the vision. 
like it happened to Saul on the road to Damascus. Everybody saw a bright light, but he was the only one who heard the voice because the vision was meant for him. But others saw the light. I don't want to ask how many of you have seen that because I'm not sure very many people have experienced that. So that's the simple dif difference between a vision and a dream. A vision, your mind is active. Sometimes you are awake, you are alert. Alright? Um, so that's, that's that. Now, let's look at... We can say that dreams are... They come in form of parables or illustrated stories. And it's God's ways of communicating. And I'll, I'll, I'll uh, talk to you about the three types of dreams. Okay, but let's read a bit of scripture. Go with me to Numbers chapter 12 and verse 6. Numbers 12 and verse 6. Numbers 12, 6. The truth of the matter is, if you pay very close attention to your dreams and follow the inward witness, a lot of things about your life, you would have a clue. And I think one of the ways that, one of the reasons that God actually speaks to people through dreams most times is that that's the only time people are really quiet to hear from Him. Because most people are not conscious in, in, in God speaking to them uh, during the day. Just, they're not just conscious of the Holy Spirit, the inward man, the knowing. They're not conscious. They're, they're busy. So most times, the only way God can really communicate to some people is when they sleep. Some of you even go and draw money from people who are on you in the sleep. And that's why, and as I teach you this series, let me tell you something. What you do at night before you go to bed is very important. Protect your mind. Some of you, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes when I used to do this, people thought I was afraid. I, I don't watch horror movies. That's just me. I don't watch horror movies. There are things I don't see. There are things I don't see. You, you, you know, sometimes people want to show me, oh, do you want to say, no, no, I don't want to say it. It's not because when I see it, I'm afraid. No. I'm very careful what I feed into my mind. Right? And I'll show you that sometimes a lot of people, are, their mind is so occupied that most of the dreams you have are mind-generated. Busyness of your mind. So you need your mind to be at peace for God to communicate certain things to you. Some of you from horror movies straight to bed. In fact, the movie is still playing and then you will sleep off. Then you will now realize that you are the one that teeth was growing at the back. And you just punish yourself unnecessarily. Why? And sometimes your brain can store certain things and months after it will replay. You will think it's a dream. No, it's not a dream. Just your mind replaying some of the things that have been stored up in your memory. That's why it's also important to know the source of dreams. Now, Numbers 12, 6 says this. He says, He said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, shall make myself known to him in a vision. And I shall speak to him in a dream. Now, the King James Version uses the word reveal. I reveal myself to him in a vision. And I speak with him in a dream. So we know that dreams and visions are methods of revelation and communication. Can we say that? Are you here? Can we say that from Numbers 12, 6, can we say visions are dreams and methods of revelation and communication? Are you here? Because if I say make myself known, what am I, what am I saying? Revealing 
myself. Right? I want you to know me. And what's the method God is going to use here? In a vision. Then if I say, I, I want to speak to you. What do I mean? I want to communicate with you. And what method is God going to use here? A dream. Right. Daniel 7.1 Daniel 7.1 Daniel chapter 7 Turn with me there kindly And verse 1 In the first year of Belsedah, king of Babylon Daniel saw a dream Daniel 7 and verse 1 Daniel saw a dream and visions in his mind Visions in his mind as he lay on his bed. So Daniel laid on his bed, had a dream, and he saw visions. So you would always find the interplay of dreams and visions. And that's why I told you that the difference in the number is just one, 86, 87. You would always find visions and dreams because both of them walk hand in hand. If you are dreaming, you have also seen a vision. If you see visions, I know everybody dreams. Then he wrote the dream down and related the following summary of it. Uh, this is something else I'll, I'll talk to you about. But if you are somebody who dreams consistently, learn to journal your dreams. Right? Learn to journal your dreams. Uh, especially when you forget. Right? That, that tells you that this dream was so vivid that Daniel could write it down, could document it. You know, most times, God really wants to communicate to us who are too busy. Some of you have very important dreams that will give you clarity. You got up straight. You just remember you have not boiled soup. You went like gas on this thing. Before you remember that you had a dream, is at night. You had forgotten everything. And you are wondering why you are confused in life. You don't pay attention to these things that God is sharing with you. There are things God will show you today that is warning you of the future. When they happen, you just say, oh, I dreamt it. You know, there are some reoccurring dreams that are peculiar to people. So in between this, I'll just drop some things that come in my spirit just in case I don't get there. Every time, for instance, um, for me... Uh, I always have this dream. Sometimes I'm invited to preach. I realize that as they are calling me to the pulpit, that's where I'm wearing shirts. Eh? Or sometimes I realize I've come to the pulpit, then I forgot my Bible. You know, you just see unpreparedness. Every time I have that dream, I know that I have to prepare. So I, you know, go into a time of prayer. Nothing, just knowing that an opportunity will soon show up that I need preparation. And I will just start getting ready. Some of you, you write exam and fail all the time. Right? Then if you pay attention to your life, probably when you now accomplish something, that dream will cease. Then when you get into another phase where you need to get to another phase of stuff, you discover you start writing exams again. So, there are certain spiritual languages. Like I said, the primary way God instructs his children is the inward witness. Right? Okay. But you can find these things, communication that God wants to communicate with us. Our coming to Bonnie here was a vision. It was a, dream. It was, it was a dream. And we had a confirmation in our spirit. Alright. Now, let's go on. Let's go to Job 33, which is really the main... Uh, I like Job. Job 33, praise God. 
Let's go to Job 33 and um, verse 14. Job 33, 14. Hallelujah. Say amen if you're here. Alright, Job 33. Let's go to verse 14. Job 33, 14. Indeed, God speaks once. Indeed, God speaks once. Or twice. Yet, no one notices it. What do I mean if I say, I'm speaking, but you're not noticing? What do I mean? Talk to me, church. What do I mean? I'm not paying what? Attention. So it's possible for God to speak, and you're not paying attention. You're not noticing, you're not paying attention. But if you eat in the dream, you will pay attention. You know why? Because you've been taught that way consistently. That once you eat in the dream, ah, they're about to steal your destiny. So immediately you eat in the dream, you are conscious of it. The first person who told anybody to eat in the dream was God. He told Peter, kill and eat. There is, listen to me, there is nothing wrong with eating in the dream. For some of us, the only place we can eat good food, <laughs> the only place you can eat pizza, eat talk in the dream, you can order anything you want to order and not pay. If you know what is good for your life and your future, be eating in the dream. Don't pay attention to all those nonsense being taught that has no scriptural basis. And I, and I can show you from scripture, the first person who said, Peter, kill and eat was God. There's nowhere in this Bible where the devil gave dreams to anybody. Nowhere. There's no one scripture. But we teach all these things in the pulpit all the time. And it's so sad how we just mess up the people of God because we watch too much African magic before we climb the pulpit. And then we just take that whole thing that God wants to use to direct and guide people's life. Does someone, Spirit of God, led me to um, start mentoring. And then the person, I was talking to the person, and the person said, I had a dream before you reached out. A couple of days, you came, you visited us in our house. That was God pre-informing the person that this is a divine relationship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at it. But no one notices. 15. In a dream, indeed God speaks once or twice, yet no one notices. In a dream, so he speaks in a dream, or a vision of the night, when sound sleeps fall on men, while they slumber in their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction, that he may turn man aside from his conduct. That means God is speaking to you so he can turn you aside from certain things. And keep man from pride. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from passing over to show. Keeps him from death. Keeps him from destruction. Causes him to turn aside. I'll, I'll talk to you on Sunday about the three purposes of dreams from this verse. Three things here that dreams and visions will accomplish. It will turn you aside. It will save you from destruction. It will turn your soul from the pit. But you know what? The scripture says no one notices. 
and you realize that certain things that happened in your life when they had happened, you remember that you saw them. Yeah? You know, I've gone to preach in some places and it looked like I've been here before. How many of you have experienced that? It's just like you walk into your office and ah, you're like, ah, ah. I come here before. But you know in the natural, you had, you had had a dream that was so close to that place you're in. See, God is not a wicked God. He wants to guide you. He doesn't want you to experiment with your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your life is too precious to God for trial and error. And of course, when we talk about the sources of dream, I'll talk to you. You can have dreams because of what you like. That is why dreams are not the way to test who to marry. So I saw you, you bought bread, then you now brought umbrella. As you are in, once you are in love with somebody already, the person will appear in your dream consistently. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So <laughs> don't say, ah, I've gotten confirmation. I dreamt and I saw one girl. You are on your own. I remember one time, our football club was not playing so well. That particular year, God forgive that coach, wherever he is. All the records were broken. You would just hear, this club has not won this since 1962. Oh! The record has been broken. The guy broke all the records. I was so angry in one particular match. I think we were, we were winning 3-0. And then it was now 3-1. You know, 3-2. It was now 3-3. <laughs> then, some few minutes ago, it was for... Ah, no, 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 no. We, we entered intercession that I should be sacked. Then that night, I've never been to London, but that night, I traveled. <laughs> that night, I went to London, went to where they were practicing, he held the captain by the neck, shook him. Was that God? It was not God. Was it devil? It was not devil. What caused that dream? My love for Manchester United. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when I dream those dreams, there's no need to interpret it. Do you get what I'm saying? So there are some dreams you just dream, you just know that, ah, this one was because I was talking. Do you get my point? So it's not every dream that should be interpreted. Some dreams you just know that, you know this one, is anger. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that is why the enemy, let me just say this, just say a few things that can help you in between. That's why the enemy plays with people's faces. If the enemy wants to destroy your relationship with someone, he will use their face to appear to you in a dream and you will feel that that person is attacking you and that relationship will be severed. So you've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. Because the enemy can also play on dreams. So I am not, I'm, and, and as I teach this series, I'm not exalting dreams. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I just want to provide clarity so that whether we are led by the Spirit of God or dreams or visions, what will happen? We know. Who is leading us? Mr. Sonny, one of our ushers, he's still very committed to the church. He's got a lot of jobs to do in Benin. Uh, he, paint, he paints church. He, he, he painted the church, painted our former church. When he came to paint church, he screamed. I think it was Kenneth that brought him there. He screamed. Uh, so I said, what's the issue? He said, this exact, the way our altar was then, everything, he had seen it two months he just, he went to a church, it was exact, exactly this. That is how he just joined us. He said, I know this is the church I should join. That's just, div- that's, that's simple dream. 
Let me just use that to talk to, about the three categories of dreams. Number one, simple dreams. Let me just say that here. Simple dreams. Three types of dreams in the Bible. Simple message dream. A simple message dream is very straightforward. Right? Take this child and run to Egypt. You don't need any external interpretation. That's simple. Simple message dream. Then there is simple symbolic dream. Simple symbolic dream. The first one is simple message dream. Why do we call it simple message dream? It is because the message in the dream is very simple. It's like maybe you had a dream and somebody was telling you, forgive this person. You don't need interpretation. The message is already what? It's clear. So it's called simple message dream. Alright? Then when we talk about simple symbolic dream, these are dreams that are symbolic but they are simple to interpret. For instance, Joseph. He says, I saw the 11, you know, wheat and everything and all the 11 wheat bowed down to me. It's, it's symbolic but it is simple because there were 12 brothers. Eh? He said, my wheat stood up. So obviously it was him and all his brothers bowed down to him. Now, it was symbols but it's easy to interpret. Are we clear on that? Alright. Because the third Sunday, God helping us, I'll do a bit of Biblical symbols, what certain symbols just mean in scripture, some colors, you know, so because when you're interpreting dreams, those are simple things you, you should just pay attention to, sometimes colors and certain things that way. But I mean, don't take this to the extreme, right? <laughs> then there are complex symbolic dreams. So the first one is simple message dream, the message in the dream is simple, there is simple, complex, simple what? Simple symbolic dream, sorry. Simple symbolic dream. So, there are symbols in that dream, but it is simple. Then there is what? Complex symbolic dream. That is the type that Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> that man, his dreams. Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel, his, the dreams are complex. Remember when he saw the image of gold, right? And talk about the civilizations, the territories, the kings, then the stone that came out from nowhere and caught the feet of iron and clay, which was the Roman Empire that was not going to be stable. And that stone that cut out, um, came, um, that was cut out without hands, which simplified that the kingdom of God was not of human origin. And it will crush that kingdom. And it says, in the days of that king shall God establish his kingdom. Which means, when the Roman Empire was still existing, that's when Jesus was going to be born. That was complex. If you had had that dream in this generation, you would have no clue. You say, ah, there are altars from your father's house. How was he describing? Say, iron up. He say, your problems are many. So the problem is, our interpretation of dreams is fueled by our pre-existing mindsets. That's why if your mind is not renewed, you, because let me tell you this, a misinterpreted dream will give you wrong directions. So, the, one of the keys is not so much about dreaming, but the interpretation. And let me tell you, not everybody can interpret dreams. That's the truth. You know, Pastor, Pastor Mary does, does most of the dream. I do most of the interpretation. Eh? So sometimes she dream and say, oh, I had this dream. Da, 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 da. I'll say, no, 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 I, I don't. So anyone I cannot interpret, then I reach out to dad. I reach out to doctor. That one has passed my level. So she tell me something and say, ah, man, I don't have any clue. Then don't force interpretations. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't force interpretation. Sometimes, just leave the dream. Pray about it. You now realize that maybe two weeks later, clarity will come on that dream. Just pray. Don't force, don't force to know. And if people bring dreams to you and you don't know the interpretation, tell them you don't know instead of confusing people, people's life. Say, that's that one woman in a bar. Is it, did you see God say, yeah, hey, the way you have shouted, hey, the person has just given up. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know, I think one of, the, one of the things we need to learn in this generation is to say that I cannot or I don't know. Have you met people that never admit that they don't know? Even when they are wrong, they are still defending that this thing is right. This thing is right. Because I saw it on the internet. There are many people on the internet that don't know what they are writing. So you can say, hey, sir, sorry, I really don't understand this dream. Or many times, a dream is being, is being narrated to me and I say, ah, this dream has started confusing me. Because the dream is so complex. Are you following this? Alright, so those are the three types of dreams. So let's go back to just putting some instruction. So the, the, the John chapter Job 33, 14 to 18, that's where we were. He says, does reveal his will in dreams and visions of the night. That phrase, he seals their instructions in the Hebrew means an admonition or some form of direction. Admonition, which means uh, you're, you're admonishing someone. You're either warning someone or giving someone some form of what? Some form of direction. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. Now, Hebrews 1 1 puts it differently. Go to Hebrews 1 1. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hebrews 1 1. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways. Did you see that word? How many ways did God speak times ago? Many what? Many ways. Many ways. He says, but now he's speaking to us in his son. Please, let's read the Amplified. Or the, um, sorry. Um, Living Bible. Living Bible. Do you have a living Bible? Alright. So. Do you have it or you don't? Okay. But if you read the living Bible, it talks about in dreams, visions, and even face to face. That many ways. That's what I wanted you to get if you have the living Bible. It says in dreams, in visions and even face to face. That many ways was clarified in the Living Bible. The NLT. Alright? In, in visions, in dreams, and in many ways. So, long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to assess us through the prophets. Let me see what verse 2 says here. And now in these final days, no, I, I don't think this is it. Alright, let's go to Genesis 37.1. Genesis 37.1. Then we're going to read, if you look at Genesis 37 verse 1 to 10, you would find the dream of Joseph. So let's do this quickly. Genesis 37, 1 to 10. So you also have to bear because we're going to read long scriptures because we have to read the dreams, right? Genesis 37, let's quickly read 
1 to 10. Let's, let's pick it from verse 5, please, because of time. Then Joseph had a dream, when he, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even the more. Alright? He said, please listen to this dream which I've had. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheep rose up, and also stood erect, and behold, your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to my sheep. Then his brother said to him, look at this, are you actually going to reign over us? So it was simple for them. They understood this, that this was what this dream meant. He says, are you going to reign over us? Or are you really going to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams than for his words. Now he, had, he still had another dream. <laughs> and related to his, to his brother, says, look, I still have another dream. <laughs> and behold, the sun and the moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. He related to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream that you have had? Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually come to bow ourselves down before you to the ground? His brothers were jealous of him, but um, his father kept the saying in his mind. That's why sometimes when people come with dreams, don't just shut them down, especially your children. You know, sometimes your children tell you something. Oh, mommy, I was in this dream, and this person said, Hey, God forbid, God forbid, God forbid, God forbid. Listen, listen. Because sometimes our mind is so clouded, God cannot get through to us. We allow our kids to tell us what the dream all the time. Now, there are some dreams we know is excess cartoon. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are some, but you've got to listen. Because you see what? Joseph was telling them something he saw. Now, come with me to Genesis chapter 42, verse 9. Verse 9. Genesis 42, 9. Genesis 42, verse 9. Verse 8 says, But Joseph had recognized his brothers, although they did not recognize him. Joseph remembered the dreams which he had about them and said to them, you asked. He remembered that dream. Can I tell you one of the reasons Joseph was able to keep himself all through the trial he went through? That dream. When God has shown you certain things about your life, you will be stable. You know where your future is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You had a dream. You know this dream was from God. You were with your family. And now you're not married. You know you'll be married. You know you would have a good family. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're conscious of it. Praise the name of the Lord. So you remember the dream. Let's look at dreams in the Gospels. I just, I'm using today to just lay some foundation while time is gone. Right? So Joseph was given a dream not to divorce Mary. He realized that <laughs> the way that relationship was going, it was getting over. Verse 19, And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. One of the proofs that you are a righteous person is not wanting to disgrace other people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because when Mary came and says, I'm with a child, if it is some righteous people, they want to prove that they are more righteous than Mary. So they will want to publicize. You know, sometimes we tell stories to make people, to make us feel like, yes, we are the really righteous people. Those people are sinners. A righteous man does not want to disgrace others. This desire to disgrace people is unrighteousness. 
That's why anytime you hear any, you read anything, pastor, you just want to find out that they stole money again. What, 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 do you, what do you gain? Everything you shout, end time, end time. You are always looking for evil reports. <laughs> it's unrighteous. Are you hearing this? It's unrighteous. Verse 20. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been con- conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So even the name of Jesus came to Joseph in a dream. That's a powerful dream, sir. So Joseph was warned to run. Um, the wise men were warned not to return to Herod in a dream. Right? Matthew chapter 2. Verse 12. Matthew 2, 12. Let's go quickly. My time is running fast. Show the ladies foundation so I can pick up from here on Sunday. Look at this. Verse 11. You know, Herod told the wise men, come back. I want to go and worship the king. <laughs> and the guy would have killed Jesus straight up. Verse Verse 11. And after coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. God warned them in a dream. Don't go back to Herod. Right? Are you here? Joseph was warned to run to Egypt. Verse 13. Now when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So you realize that these dreams are simple and they were directive. Now in Matthew chapter 2, the same chapter 2 verse 20, it says, Get up, verse 19. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go into the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. In this one chapter alone, from the birth of Jesus, to the preservation of the wise men, to the rescue of Jesus, and to the return of Jesus, four significant dreams that shaped the early days of Jesus. Four significant dreams. Clear directions on what to do. Some of you already know what you should do in life. It's come to you, but you didn't pay notice. I, I, I mean, someone, I give you the example of how we came to Bonnie and Dad shared it when he was teaching during the 10th anniversary. We wanted to start a school. We had registered the school. We had, we had printed flyers. Pastor Mary was, we had a daycare. We had two staff working for us. We had uh, about five kids or four kids then in our daycare. We wanted to convert it to a school. And then we had this vision where I held a chalk in one hand and I held the Bible in another hand. And then I put the Bible behind me and I was trying to write with a chalk. And then the man said to dad, this boy is not supposed to live with the chalk. He's supposed to live with the Bible. What does that dream say? I'm supposed to do ministry. And that's what led us here. Coming here wasn't a fantastic, you know, we had one. No, it's just simple, simple stuff. As simple as that dream that I've told you in less than one minute. That's everything you're seeing here. Imagine we didn't pay attention to that. Some of you already know the course you should be studying. Every time you dream, you are doing this, you are doing this. But no, society wants you to do medicine. You, have, you, have, <laughs> you redirect yourself. You know how it is to, 
turn a vehicle going in a certain direction. That's why there are struggles in your life. No divine path. No divine clarity. God is committed to guiding you. The confusion in your life is because you're not paying attention to divine signals. There are businesses God would have warned you of. You are too busy looking at profits. You did not pay attention. You had a dream. You were going to sign a contract and the contract was torn up. You just say, ah, evil. Hey, this contract. I'm, maybe God was saying, tear it up. Don't go. You now gathered prayer warriors. Anointed the contract. Hmm? Because anything that happens like that, we always feel is somebody trying to steal our destiny. You force your way. Put all your money there. Now, you don't have money. Say that, then you now say, that dream is true. They really tore it. You should have been the one to tear the contract. Do you have any reason for it? No. Just led by the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, somebody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. And I'm going to show you how to, by the word of God, look at dreams so that you also don't take them as face value because they're symbolic. Now, let's look at um, Matthew 27, 19, I think. I'll wrap up it. Matthew 27, 19. This is a long series. Trust I can finish it. But I'm sure with the right foundation, you can just go ahead and build up from there. Matthew 27 and verse 19. This was Pilate, right? Matthew 27, 19. Pilate, <laughs> about the crucifixion of Jesus. You know, that's why husbands learn to listen to your wives. And wives listen to your husbands. You know, some things can be saved in your marriage. It's both of you listen to each other. You should know when to listen, though. Listen. Not every advice you have to also process, but listen. Huh? While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him a message saying, I have nothing to do with that righteous man. For last night, I suffered greatly in a dream because of him. If it was somebody said, don't, 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 that's your problem. I'm going ahead. I've decided. His wife sent him a message. Because God ministered to her in a dream. That this man is a righteous man. And uh, that saved that saved Pilate. So you realize that God is committed to guiding us. Alright? Now, let me just give you a New Testament. Let me give you two quickly and then we can pick up from here. We'll pick up from here on Sunday. After the Holy Spirit had come, did God still use dreams and visions? Yes. Two incidents. Acts 10. Acts 9, Acts 9 first, 10 to 18. Acts 9, 10 to 18. Now the Holy Spirit has been poured. The church was already growing. So these guys have the Holy Ghost in them. Acts chapter what? Chapter 9. I said from verse what? From verse 10 to 18. All right. So you know, now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him, In a vision, in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here am I. And the Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul for his praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay hands on him so that he might regain his sight. So Paul saw the vision. Um, Paul saw the vision. Ananias saw the vision. Both of them saw clear directions. Okay. But Ananias said, Lord, I've heard from many about this man, how much harm he did to your saints. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said, go for he is a chosen instrument of mine 
to bear my name before what? Before the Gentiles. Alright? And then he says, For I'll show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias departed and entered the house. And after laying his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming, and sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. The ministry of Paul would not have started if these people did not act on the vision. But the Holy Spirit had already been put forth for the soul vision. Last scripture, um, Acts 10, 14. Uh, verse 9. On the next day, Acts 10, 9. On the next day, as they were on their way and approaching the city, Peter went up to the house top about the six hours to pray. But he became hungry and was desiring to eat. But while they were making preparations, he fell into a trance. Okay? So visions, dream visions and trance. And he saw the sky open. So a trance is very vivid. It's, a trance usually is very vivid. And, and an object like a great ship came down, lowered by the four corners to the ground. And there were in it all kinds of four-footed animals and crawling creatures of the earth and beds of the air. A voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. <laughs> and Peter said, By no means, Lord. But not eating anything unholy and unclean. Again, a voice came to him a second time. What God has cleansed, no longer consider unholy. This happened three times and immediately the object was taken up into the sky. Let's stop here because of time. But you can see a vivid illustration of a trance, of a vision, of a divine communication. And that's why interpretation is very important. And I'll say here and I'll wrap up. Those unclean animals were referring to who? The Gentiles. Cornelius. But you see, if we had interpreted that without understanding, those unclean animals, we would call them what? Demons. But no, it was referring to Cornelius because the gospel had not been poured to the Gentiles. So, even in receiving the gospel to the Gentiles, it was a trance that initiated that divine direction. How we have messed up this beautiful means of communication that God has given to his saints. And I trust God that after we go through this series, you will begin to have clarity in life. Your dreams will become very, you know, you'll be able to know what dreams to interpret. You'll be able to, you know, embrace whatever. And that's my heart for the body of Christ. That every one of you will stand strong knowing what God has asked you to do. That's how you can resist certain temptations. You know that, you know what? God sent me here. You know, sometimes when things get tough for us in ministry and everything, and we're discouraged about certain things, we just go to the Lord and say, Lord, remember what you showed us. You sent us here. That's how a believer stands against the test of time. Have you been blessed this morning? Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you because of your commitment to guide us. We ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you will increase this truth in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Are you blessed by that? All right. So we're going to continue. We're going to continue on um, on Sunday the series on dreams, and on Wednesday we're going to start a new series on prophets and prophecies. So I want these two series to run side by side uh, to help us understand spiritual communication and spiritual language. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email 
info at pastormax.ng or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.